Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters, and we're two pastors, one podcast. On each episode, we'll be answering one of your questions about God, the Bible, faith, and life. We're so excited you're joining us. All right, good morning. I'm Michelle. And I'm Eric. And we are back. We took a week off. We did. It was nice. Yes, we did kindness two weeks ago, and that probably wasn't our best effort, I thought. No, but you know, it is, it's always, it was like the day before vacation or something. Yeah, it was when a you, lot of uh, things going on. When you on. head out to vacation, you always try to cram in yeah. last minute things. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so we did kindness and then we went to Wisconsin mm-hmm. and enjoyed some um, temperatures that weren't in the 100 degrees, <laughs> right. which is very nice. And now we are back with, strangely, gentleness. Well, strange only because it's out of order. But yes. other than that, it's you know, it's a good thing, gentleness. Yeah, I think we got hung up on the G's. We were thinking yeah, gentleness yeah. was next. We're supposed to be doing goodness and then faithfulness and then gentleness. But we're just going a little bit out of order. So we're going to do gentleness. But before we do that, we have a really weird house today. Yeah, it's strange because, you know, we've spent the, between our RV trip uh, up to Ohio and back and then our vacation in Wisconsin. And COVID. Uh, and COVID. You know, it feels like we've had kids underfoot for, you know, 24-7 for just about the last couple of months here or something. And Which we have. And it's strange. The house is, is oddly empty. Yeah. It's almost like it's eerily a foreshadow of good things to come, maybe. Yeah, one, I don't one, know. One hopes. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, four of our kids are at, uh, our neighborhood has a run club and Sophia coaches that, or she's one of the coaches. And the three little boys are there and Sam is at... Strength Sam and conditioning lifting, right? for lifting for mm-hmm. football. And Ellie is asleep. Did yeah. I get everybody? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So we actually, it, sound, it seems like a normal Monday where you're off of work mm-hmm. and the children are not here. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Actually. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully this will be kind this of might a return to something like normal. Yeah. It might not, but it yeah. might. So that's kind of fun. Okay. So gentleness. What do you want to give me what you got or you want me to start? Yeah, I don't have a whole a okay. whole lot to go on mm-hmm. here. I was actually kind of surprised, uh, you know, for being one of the, the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. There's not a whole lot in the Bible about gentleness. Uh, the, the one that leaps to my mind is that famous, uh, pas- famous passage from Matthew. Okay. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle Mm -hmm. and humble of heart, and you will find rest for your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Uh, One of my all-time favorite passages. Didn't you just preach that? I did. I did. Yeah. Last week or something, two weeks ago. Uh, Yeah, right Mm -hmm. right before we left for vacation. Uh Uh, And I've always loved that passage. You know, it's an invitational passage where Jesus speaks to to you and invites you to come to him. Uh, But the reason I bring it up today is because Jesus calls himself gentle. He Mm -hmm. says, I am gentle and humble of heart, and you will find rest. For your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Uh, and so here we have uh, God Himself, right, the, the Son of God, saying that He is gentle, mm-hmm. and that, uh, and that as a result of this gentleness, He will give you rest. And then uh, I, I thought of a couple other passages that speak not so much about gentle. Again, it's very, very hard to find the actual. Well, that's word because gentle. you never Google. If you would use Google, you would yeah. find a ton. You just yeah. decided to go from your memory. Well, the, I've got a lot more. Actually, I went from the concordance in the back. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but but there's uh, two passages I wanted to point out. One is kind of the same theme. This mm-hmm. is Isaiah 42. Okay. Uh, and this is a passage that, uh, that well, God quotes, God references at, at the baptism of Jesus. Remember, the Holy Spirit comes down. He says, Behold my servant in whom I, mm-hmm. my, uh, the beloved, my, my son with whom I am well pleased. Uh, here's what it says, Isaiah 42. Behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights. I've put my spirit upon him and he will bring forth justice to the nations. 
he will not cry aloud or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and a faintly burning wick he will not quench until he has faithfully brought forth justice. Okay. So I think that's a similar theme, this idea of a bruised reed. You know, you can, you can oh. imagine a, a reed kind of hanging over at a crazy angle or a smoldering wick. So these very, um, these, these, uh, these almost injured uh, things. Okay. And the image of God's servant, who is, of course, the Messiah, Jesus, right. Uh, the image is that he's come to redeem those things, that he hasn't come to snuff them out, literally. Right? He hasn't come to cut them off. He hasn't come to snuff them out, but he's come to redeem them and to restore them until there's justice in the land. Okay. Uh, and then the last passage I could think of is, again, from the book of Isaiah. This is um, Isaiah 66. Um, oh, boy, where do we go there? There we are, Isaiah 66. And so here's what God says. He says... Uh, 66.12 Behold, I will extend peace to her, the city of Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. I will extend peace to her like a river and the glory of the nations like an ever-flowing stream. And you shall nurse and you shall be carried upon her hip and bounced upon her knees as one whom his mother comforts, so shall I comfort you and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. And so it's at the very end of the book of Isaiah and it's this grand vision. Uh, the people are coming back to Jerusalem but already they realize that, hey, you know, the return from exile is not quite what we thought it was going to be. Uh, and in this point of the prophet Isaiah, God is saying, no, well, there's even a greater vision coming. There's a greater restoration, a greater return coming. And he talks about this in in, in image of, you know, as, as a mother comforts her child, so shall I comfort you. And so when I put those three together, uh, mm. I see this gentleness, this mm -hmm. fruit of the spirit. God says, I will give you rest. Uh, God says, I will restore you and redeem you. You know, I won't snuff you out. I will restore you and I will redeem the, the parts that are broken. Uh, and then finally, this grand image of reconciliation. As a mother comforts you, so shall I comfort you and you shall be you shall be mine again. You shall be reconciled again. So those are kind of the three things I could come up with. Well, I think that, yeah, I think gentleness is used. You, you didn't mention it there in Isaiah 66, but is it somewhere else where he says, like a nursing mother, gentleness is used in, in yeah, that passage, at I least would, in NIV or something. Well, I was looking for that one. I couldn't find yeah, it in my Yeah, that's probably that, why that came to your mind. But I remember that, yeah, mm -hmm. that God compares gentleness to a, a mother nursing her child. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think the first one you brought up about gentleness is almost always tied in with humility. Or oh, being yeah. humble. That's mm -hmm. what, that's what uh, the Lord says. And yet, um, we sometimes think of it maybe as a position of weakness, being gentle. Hmm. We can, I think, but really, um, it comes from a position of great strength because it requires a lot of self-control, yeah. yeah. right? To be yeah. gentle. Um, and God often compares, yes, to a nursing mother or to himself as a gentle parent because, um, Sometimes we're not gentle. Yeah. Sometimes in the rush of life, or we haven't had that recently, the rush of life has <laughs> no. been a very slow life. But before all of this happened, you know, just think of a mom in the grocery store or at your house trying to get your kids ready to go in the morning. Yeah. And gentleness is probably not an adjective you would use. No, no. Or even, you know, getting eight kids through security checkpoint at the airport. Well, I mean, we have six kids, but yeah. 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 Yes, exactly. It and felt like eight. It felt like yeah. eight. Yes. They're, for some reason, they always like have a little freak out in the security line, which I guess it's an mm -hmm. intimidating place, but mm -hmm. they always choose that moment to be like, do I need this? What do we do here? What do mm -hmm. I, you know? And it's like, just go through, follow orders and go through. But what I'm saying is um, gentleness is sometimes the first thing to go yeah. in, in parenting or in, you know, whenever you're rushed. I know Dallas Willard says like, hurry is the, what does he say? Like the great enemy of the spiritual life. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, gentleness is one of those things that gets by the wayside. But anyways, what I was saying is it does require a, a lot of self-control and it's not a weak, it's not a position of weakness to be, to yeah. be gentle. Yeah, that's a great point because, and I, yeah, I, I never thought about it like that. But yeah, the, the, the fact that you can say to someone, be gentle, be gentle, mm-hmm. implies that they really got to really work at it. Right. right. Yeah, you think of teaching your kids, especially young boys, you know, when they're mm-hmm. playing with toys or girls when they're playing with their little dolls as children, you know, you always, or their little siblings, right. you know, <laughs> be, gentle be gentle with the baby, right? right. Um, and God calls himself gentle, um, and yet he contrasts that with a way he could deal with us, mm-hmm. right? In Second Corinthians, it says, shall I come to you with a rod or with love in a spirit of gentleness? Um, and that is also a great analogy for parenting. You know, you, you can come from a position of authority and great discipline and even anger, I guess. Mm-hmm. But God is saying that it's not going to work. That kind of that yeah. kind of authoritarianism isn't the way I treat you as your Lord. And it's not the way you need to treat other people, but with a spirit of love and gentleness. Yeah. Yeah. And once, you know, sometimes he does bring the heat. Sometimes yeah, he does bring the sure. rod. Sure. And you, know? you have to too. Yeah, sometimes. Right. Um, but it, it seems like since these are the fruit of the Spirit, you mm-hmm. know, the, the Holy Spirit's desire is not to do that. The Holy Spirit's desire is to show gentleness, right? Uh, to show correction. And, and through gentleness, you get the rest, you get the redemption, mm-hmm. you get the reconciliation. And if that approach doesn't work, then, yeah. you know, as he often says in the prophets, listen, you know, don't make me come down there because I will. You know? Right. So the, to start with gentleness. Right. And David says in the Psalms um, of God, he says, your gentleness made me great. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words, it was God's loving kindness. Uh, in another scripture, it says it's that kindness that leads to repentance. And, you know, it's generally speaking that when we deal with other people that way, with kindness and gentleness, we'll get a better result than with, you know, hubris or pride yeah. or anger. And those are the other verses that came to my mind, just about speaking with especially unbelievers. Mm-hmm. Um in 2 Timothy, it says, The Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone. Mm-hmm. Another fruit of the Spirit is kindness. Um, able to teach and enduring evil, uh, correcting his opponents with gentleness. Yeah. Now, this is a hard one, mm-hmm. right? Especially if you're in a heated debate with somebody, which I guess, I don't know how often that really happens. But if you're trying to talk about the things of the Lord... Um, in two places, we are called to be gentle in this passage and, of course, in First Peter, First Peter, when it says, always have an answer for the hope that you have, and it says, with gentleness and respect. respect. Yeah, and you know what? I, I suppose uh, very rarely will any of us actually have the opportunity to, to have a conversation with an unbeliever. I mean, it's, you know, very rarely does it, it happen um, as it did to Philip, where you're just walking down the street and the Ethiopian eunuch says, excuse me, what does this Bible passage say? Right, like you know? that. You, we have a lot of conversations right. with unbelievers, but right. not when they just come to us with a <laughs> right. questioning right. heart. I mean, that, yes. that, that hardly ever happens. Right. But I think what will happen, especially as we ramp up to the uh, the presidential election, okay. you know, all of our families, I'm, I'm sure we all have family members who don't uh, agree with us politically or theologically. Mm-hmm. And so as the... Uh, as the the temperature heats up toward the presidential election, there will be all kinds of opportunities sure. to speak with friends and family and, uh, and neighbors. And this is a good passage to keep in mind. Yeah. Okay, well, not necessarily, I mean, even though I think the person is completely and totally wrong, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to just win the argument. I need to show them gentleness and respect. I have to show them this self-controlled love. Yeah. Because uh, I'm not just trying to, you know, beat them to the point. I, I want to actually love them right and that's that's a good point that's the opposite the opposite of gentleness is probably 
some kind of desire to seek revenge yeah. or to be right, like you said, or to, you know, be self-important or maybe even anger. Those yeah. are opposites of gentleness. And in this culture, um, because that's what gets attention, right. sadly, you know, I think we used to be able to have some kind of civic discourse without a lot of heat and anger and judgment, but that's long gone. I mean, really, the only conversation or the only headlines that get read or the only conversations that get listened to online or whatever have all this, you know, venom behind it. Yeah. Because that's kind of, we're just living that shock culture. So you almost can't just have a light, nice, gentle argument if you want to be heard, which is sad. Right. It's very sad. So I don't know how we fix that. Well, I don't think we can fix it. Yeah. Uh, but what we, we have to live through it. You have to live yeah. through the season. Uh, and so this is this is good advice from God. Right? Mm-hmm. Not, not good advice. It's good counsel from God. Sure. You know, God, demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, part of that, too, is we, we have to remember this is the fruit of the Spirit. These yes. things do not come naturally to yeah, us. Yeah, we've said that many times. Uh, and so we really have to count on and rely on God to get us, uh, to give us the strength to do things that we cannot or do not do on our own. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's a constant reframing your mind, repositioning your heart, right? Mm-hmm. And gentleness requires you to really put yourself last, I guess. I mean, God has to be first and then people. Mm-hmm. And then yourself, because your agenda is what would probably get in the way of you being gentle with others, right? Yeah. You have an agenda to accomplish, whether it's in your day or at home or whatever. And, you know, people always get in the mm. way of that. Yeah. <laughs> and we become less gentle the more and more that happens, right? Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I suppose when, when you're the one uh, calling the shots and in control, it's easy to be gentle because it's what you want. Okay. But it's precisely when your agenda goes to pot and things are coming at you from a hundred different directions. Yeah. That's when you really need to be gentle. And that's when it's hardest. That's when it's hardest. Right. And that's why I think it's stressed out. Yeah. It's kind of like the opposite of anger. Then that's why. But I think these are all interesting because in first glance, excuse me, you, they just seem so similar. Goodness, Mm -hmm. gentleness, kindness. Mm -hmm. And yet as you kind of parse them out and figure out what the Lord is using them with like gentleness and humility and that kind of thing um it becomes clear that he, there's a reason he put all nine different fruit of the spirit in even though some of them seem just kind of redundant mm-hmm. but they're not and not not a word of the lord is redundant right. ever but um it's kind of been fun to just go through each one and see you know what he what is he asking of us yeah yeah Yes, this has been good. There's actually a lot more here to gentleness than I thought. There yes. Was, so. <laughs> yeah, but again, you like to just use your mind as your, as well, your yeah. research tool. Yeah, well, yeah. that's good. Well, it all like works because we had very different ones. Yeah, and you right? know, what was the passage you had about, um, you quoted a psalm, right? It was, uh, David's? Yeah, I think it was 18. Yeah, 1835. So, right. David says, your greatness made, no, your gentleness made me great. You know, 18, because I was, I looked that one up. That was in my concordance. Okay. So I looked that up. And what's really interesting about that is the context. Okay. So this, this is uh, Psalm 18. It's David. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's, he praises beginning with verse 32. He made my feet like the feet of a deer. He set me secure upon the heights. He trains my hands for war so that my Hmm. arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation. Your right hand has supported me and your gentleness made me great. Right, and it says the context is fascinating uh, because again, yeah. it's it's uh, you know this is this is classically what we'd call a, a soldier's prayer. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you have trained my hands for war, uh, and it's in that context of being under attack, 
of, uh, of fighting, of not being in control, of having all things come, all these things come flying at you, yep. that then David says, and your gentleness made me great. Um, that's very interesting because I think, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that the Timothy passage that talks about being gentle then goes right into fight the good fight of the faith. Um, oh and I think it's the same idea that gentleness actually comes from a great position of strength. And it is self-control and it is humility and, you know, not exhibiting it is actually weakness. It's, it's the opposite. So I could be wrong on that, but I'm almost positive. Oh, but I'm sure, yeah. you're, I'm sure you're not wrong. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. That's a first, right? Okay. But anyways, yeah, this has been fun. We're going to, we'll come back next time with good, we'll get back in order and we'll yeah, do goodness, sorry. right? Faithfulness mm-hmm. and then self-control, self-control. at the end, yeah. save the big one for last. And then we'll have to figure out what we're going to do. Yeah. yeah, so well, if you, you have know, any suggestions, let us know. Yeah, It'll be mid-August. In mid-August, and yeah. so kind of the start of the school year, assuming the school year starts. We right? pray. Right. We pray for that. So, yeah, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll come up with a new yeah. series at that point. Yep, but we've got three big ones to do. Well, we'll see with their big goodness on the surface. Seems like, hmm, what's that? But there'll yeah. be something that the Lord will show us well, about and, goodness and, and His goodness. And, yeah, well, I really enjoyed this, uh, this series and even just the discussions going back and forth. You realize, like you said, there's a lot more to it than, uh, mm-hmm. than appears in the surface. Yeah. And that's, I think, why God calls us to stay in the Word, because there's always so much to glean, even from just a, a verse. So yeah. I'd encourage you to continue on. We were talking last night, we were in a Bible study in the mm-hmm. summer, and we were talking about last night how when you get on vacation, or you get out of your routine or whatever, and even if you are trying to read your Bible a little bit, it's not the same, right. and things quickly, your heart changes quickly, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that's good advice for us. We're back home now and we're getting back on track and all is good. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Well, thanks. We will talk to you again next week. We'll see you next week.